Hello and welcome to the Fabulous by Design podcast. I'm your host, Evie. I am excited you are listening today. This show inspires and empowers you to take the next step towards a life you can't stop thinking about. I am bringing in people from all over the world with authentic and inspiring stories. People who change their lives from good to better, from miserable to great, turned strategy into hope and became successful entrepreneurs and business owners, living their dream life on their own terms. Grab your favorite note-taking device, lean back and get inspired. I believe that everything you need to create the life of your dreams is already within you. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us today. I am here today with Heather. And today we will dive into the topic of following your intuition. Hello, Heather. Hello to New York. How are you? Would you like to introduce yourself to our audience? Sure. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I am Heather Crocio. I have become a podcast host myself. I started three years ago. Well, I, it all was interesting, actually. 2020 hit and everybody, it was locked down and I had my own business. I owned my own preschool. And in 2020, it got shut down like everything else. And I was scrolling on Pinterest and I saw an ad for this wellness coaching school down in New York City. And it was all like via Zoom though. So I didn't have to like actually go to New York City. And it was a year long course that I did. I did the accelerated program. So I was done in six months. And if I hadn't taken that course, I don't think I would have been pushed to start my own website, start my own blogging, and then go into podcasting and all of that. I've always, always been interested in the mind and body, like what makes us tick and what makes us the most efficient, what makes my body feel good, you know, all those things. But then in 2020, I don't know if it was because of lockdown or what it was, but I, I really had this kind of spiritual awakening in that time period where I felt like a huge chunk of me finally came home. And I, so I actually ended up writing a book called The Missing Piece that came out in 2021. And it was all about like the triangle, the mind, body, spirit triangle, and how I really had worked very hard my whole life on the mind and the body, like I had said, but I was missing this as an essential part of the triangle. And after I learned so much on spirituality and how it encompassed me so well, I decided to write this book. So yeah, that's how my business now has kind of formed. But I also, like I said, have my own preschool and I started that 10 years ago, I think. Yeah. Both my kids were very small and that, that was an interesting story. So I was a kindergarten teacher and then I became pregnant with my son and I moved back home um, closer to like where my family was, my husband and I did. And I don't know, I was kind of lost in that year that I was home with my son because I, I felt like this sense of, oh my gosh, I was really important. I was on like different committees at the school and I was 
you know, teaching all these kids and whatever and working with adults in the school situation. And then now all of a sudden I'm a, I'm a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. And I kind of battled with that, but I, at the same time, I also knew my, for me, I should be home with my child. So it, like, it was like this battling s- situation. And then I quickly became pregnant with my daughter. And then I knew, okay, I'm definitely going to stay home for a couple of years, but there was somewhere in the back of my mind saying, I'm going to be going back to teaching. And this is where the intuitive piece really kind of came in for me. I didn't really know it at the time, but in 2020, now looking back at different points of my life, I realized I truly was kind of in alignment with my intuition and all that without knowing that i that's what I was doing. So one of my ways of getting quiet or hearing intuitive messaging is actually through my dreams. Mm-hmm. And I woke up this one certain day, I don't know, my kids were toddlers. And I woke up, I had had a very clear dream that I had built a school, like a classroom off of my house to teach. And it was to teach preschool because then I could do the best of both worlds. I could be a stay-at-home mom, but I could also fulfill my dream of teaching. Mm-hmm. And and it was, I just, I happened to have the most amazing supportive husband in the fact that we were actually going to an architect trying to figure out how to make a better um, bedroom for ourselves. Like we were going to do like more, a bigger bedroom for ourselves and um, bathroom and all that. And I said, hey, honey, um, remember how we were going to do a master bedroom? How about we not do that? And I build a classroom off of her house. (laughs) And he was like, what are you talking about? And I said, I had this dream that it was so clear to me. I was teaching little children and it was in this house. And I was so excited in the dream because I got to use my creativity again. In the dream, I had put together like these little busy bags and like it helped me. It was like kind of creating new lesson plans in a way. Mm-hmm. And I just loved that feeling again of feeling creative. Like, and I was doing creative things with my two kids, but it was like in a different way. So my husband was like, all right, we will scratch the master bedroom idea and you can build this preschool. Shout and- out to your husband. I know, I know, if it were the other way around, honestly, I don't know that I would have been as supportive. I, I have put myself in his shoes and I'm like, man, I don't know how you just believed that this was going to work out, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like I said, though, this, this dream was so clear to me that I needed to do this. And this is what is so profound and amazing to me is that when you are starting to put yourself on this path of this thing lights me up or this brings me joy, all of a sudden, all these doors start opening up. And so my son at the time was going to a preschool down the road. And I found out that there was another preschool in the area that was shutting down. I found out like this like soon after I realized I needed to do this. A mother in line waiting to pick up her kids said to me, oh my gosh, St. Michael's preschool is closing. 
and you had mentioned that you kind of wanted to do a preschool, you should go there and buy all the furniture, you know, secondhand and refurbish it, whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's genius. So I didn't even have a building yet. I didn't even have a room yet. And I went and I was buying like shelving units and all these different things and just shoving them in my garage and little by little chasing my two kids in diapers, but like sanding down furniture and repainting everything, you know, finding, you know, all these different toys and puzzles and this and that, whatever. And so now I was like, this is happening. This you know, this dream is in full fledged motion. Yeah, like I got the furniture now and now I'm going to do something out of it. Yes. Right? I would yes. like to, I would like to uh, stay here a little bit, Heather. So yes. has it always been like that, that you've been following your intuition? If you think in, like before the preschool dream, was it, has it always been like that? Or have you had to find your intuition first or to, first of all, to trust your intuition? It was not, always easy for me to trust my intuition. I, I can't say that it was like so cut and dry like that, but I did realize the more that I did it, the easier it became, the more I was able to trust it. Mm -hmm. So there were just certain things like for me in particular, when I know that I'm getting an intuitive hit, we'll say like a little jolt of something, I get almost like in my stomach, I get like butterflies and like excitement and mm -hmm. not in the, I'm scared. I shouldn't be doing this, but in the, this is exactly what I need right here in this moment. And I have made fun of myself for being impulsive, I guess, but at the same time, proud of myself for doing that. Do you know what I, mean? I think this is how many people would put it uh, as impulsive or mm -hmm. like, you know, a little bit jumping from one thing to the other or crazy or, you yes, know, I think yes. there are a lot of adjectives to that. If somebody just out of nowhere comes up with something, puts it in front of your husband, like you did, or like I do sometimes, you know, I just go to my partner, so I'm going to do this. And, you know, I just see this look. And I think the look, the, the the look. look, right? Like, oh, okay. And I think that look is what stops many people yes. from following it. Yes. Because there is the ego side of us. It's like always in fear and wanting to play small just to protect us. And so when somebody else gives us that look, then our, our ego is like, well, we're in alignment. That person thinks it's crazy and my ego thinks it's crazy. So it must be crazy. Yeah. And so a lot of times with following your intuition, at least for me, it has been getting the crazy looks, but doing it anyway, because, and here's another big thing too. Like I have to be able to sleep on it too. Like I have to give it a, enough time to marinate. And if I still feel passionate about it, say three years or three days later, mm -hmm. then I know it's, uh, it's something that is in alignment with me and that I should go forward with it because sometimes I am being impulsive and I got like, I'm excited. And then the next day I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I do give it a little bit of time to marinate a little bit, but yeah, it's, it, it's sometimes I feel like when the scary things come to me, it's almost like the medicine of it is on the other side of that. So it's almost like I should do it all the more because there's something bigger on the other side. Mm -hmm. But it's, again, because I've done it enough times, 
over the years that I've given, I've had enough confidence to know no matter what, it's going to work out. I, I mean, that's one of the, the big lessons that I learned it, since like 2020 and, and, and really encompassing my spirituality and all that is that there's no such thing as a wrong decision because it doesn't matter which road you go down, you're going to be learning lessons. So therefore, if you do make a wrong decision, you still learned all these different and you had all these experiences and it was worth it. It might not have gotten you exactly where you wanted to go, but that's when you pivot, you know? And so once you kind of let go of the, am I right or am I wrong? You got to kind of like let that go and then just say, I'm going for it, you know? Mm, and just absolutely. Yes. It, you know, you're just presenting a big mindset junk to us, Heather, right now. I think this is something that lots of entrepreneurs and business owners would like to have, right? Mm -hmm. To be able to consider every turn they take, no matter the outcome, because at some point you need to make a decision. It's not like that you will be, you know, going and hoping and, you know, hoping that you will never have to make a decision or to decide to go in one direction or the other. So I think this is what lots of people would like to have to be like, okay, I went wrong. This was a wrong turn, definitely. But Let's see what I gained from it instead of yes. sitting into, you know, sitting in, in this uh, uncomfortable feeling of possibly failing, uncomfortable yes. feeling of I have done something wrong. I mean, there is no such a thing in business. And I don't think even in life, there is no right or wrong because we all move. Yes. Like it's all, there's a lot we can't control. Yeah. It's not all everything. It's not like everything is up to us either, right? So I think lots of people would love to have that. And I want to ask you that you said it came pretty naturally to you, but how can someone learn to listen to their intuition and to what you said for you, it's in the stomach, right? You feel it right in, in the gut, right? Yeah. But it appears somewhere else. How can we Find like and a lot of times too, I will get covered in goosebumps. Like that's cool. I will be so excited and I'm covered in goosebumps. It's, and so like, I'm more physical, like um, mm -hmm. I can actually feel certain intuitive hits like that, where I know I'm on the right path, but it took a lot of, I didn't know that at the time, like all through my, you know, twenties and thirties, I didn't realize that that's what it was that I, that was a hit of excitement. Like, yes, you're on the right track. It took a lot of reflecting. And so like you were just talking about in business and stuff, like there's no right or wrong decision. And I, I would say that again, that that's probably one of the ways that you can kind of almost work backwards. So there were times in my life where I chose wrong, we'll say, And like, for example, I'm thinking of like a boyfriend that I had way a hundred years ago, and it was an awful relationship. So I could have said, this was the worst relationship ever. And I wasted my time with him and I never should have gone down that road and kind of play like the victim. But instead, I, I knew that there was lessons in that relationship that I took so kind of realizing that, again, there's no wrong decision. And once you kind of really embrace that, then you kind of let go of that fear of, 
oh my God, am I right or am I wrong? Is this the right thing to do or is this the wrong thing to do? You know, because you realize no matter which way you go, it's going to be giving you so many experiences. And so again, I, I would say if somebody's not so in tuned with what are your specific body cues or how how to really identify your intuition, just start like looking back in your life and do a lot of like inward looking and and realize what did I learn out of this you know mm-hmm. decision that I mm-hmm. made? What did I learn out of this one? So it's connecting the dots with the past, right? Mm-hmm. To the where I am right now. Yes. See how yes. how that all how that all went. Yeah, yeah, I get that. It's Thank almost you. like empowering yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, "I chose wrong," I I always choose wrong, and switching that to no, that was supposed to happen. That needed to happen because now I know what kind of relationship I do want, and now I know how I should be treated, you know. Mm-hmm. And so those are the lessons that you can look back and say, oh my gosh, it's so clear now why that person came into my life, you know? Yeah. And then rather than kind of playing the victim, you're empowering yourself and realizing I can decide and I can't be wrong, you know? And then, mm-hmm. and then the, like the more the body cues and, and maybe even dreams like I have, like will start to become more realistic and you can start Mm -hmm. to feel those things because I've had multiple dreams where I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. I need to do this. I would wake up and I'm like, boom, this is what I need to do. So, and I realized that that's not probably everybody, but that is a big one for me is dreaming. Yeah. For me, it's not that the night dream where I sleep, but for me, it's more like daydreaming because I am, uh, I can envision very good. Like I see myself, and it, it doesn't even feel weird. It's so crystal, crystal clear in front of me. I see the people. I hear the voices. I have the full picture. Sometimes when when we envision something um, that we can see parts of that scenario, but sometimes the background is a little bit faded, right? Yeah. Or the, the surrounding, the environment is not clear. But I have that all. I see the venue. I see... You know, I almost can count the people who are listening to me giving that speech, if it would be a speech, you know. So, but this has only, this came for me by practicing and Mm. by allowing myself to do so. I would say like, yeah, that's like a big thing is becoming aware, mm -hmm. becoming aware of what you're thinking, what, I mean, you really have to start getting to know yourself. I mean, how many of us are, and me included, you just get, you start on your day and you're in your normal habits and your normal routines. And then before you know it, you're, you're going to bed that night. And it's like, did I even experience any part of my day today? Mm -hmm. What parts did I like, you know? So it's, it's a lot of pulling apart and getting down and dirty and, and understanding yourself, your likes and your dislikes. What part of my day did I like? What part of my day didn't I like? And like really going in deep with that and being present and having um, intention for your day. And again, it's not easy because we all go into our habitual time periods during the day. 
I mean, how many times have you gone driving where you get from A to B and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't remember driving, you know? Yes. <laughs> That's like that autopilot where we're not being present. We're not there, you know, and yeah. it's hard to get those intuitive hits when you're just in the autopilot. You have to be more present and also start to get to know yourself more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this is also what happened to you. Maybe you will maybe confirm it, maybe not, that uh, especially when COVID hit at that time, after the first shockwave, right, where we realized, okay, now everything is closed. So it is yeah. going to stay closed. And now we're going to kind of accept it that at least it was, it was for me too, partly that I started realizing that I suddenly had time I never had in my life before. Yes. And what to do with that? The first part went like, you know, it was panic and chaos and what I'm going to yeah. do. But eventually what happened is that suddenly I had the time to for spirituality. I had the time for some more uh, movement for more, you know, creating awareness and around certain areas I've never been looking at before because there was only hustle, 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 work, work, work. And then yep. I think for me, that was a game changer because I had really difficulties getting back into the normal and I had to really drastically change my normal after that. Yes. I was not yes. able anymore. Like I quit hardship at that time yeah. because I realized that I am moving so much quicker forward if I just, you know, sometimes surrender if things don't work. If I sometimes just take more time than usual without feeling guilty, although with, the, with these things I'm still working on myself, I think it's gonna never going to be, you know, as a high achiever you always want to be doing. And I think it's... Yes. Yes. Uh, quite a yeah, quite a thing for me to step down. Was this for you similar? Even more? It was very similar. Yeah. And actually what was very therapeutic for me was when I was writing the book, The Missing Piece, I, I really started to understand the difference between the masculine and the feminine energies that we mm-hmm. all encompass. And I was always, I grew up, my parents own their own business. So they were hustling, you know, they were grinding and that's a very masculine energy. And I grew up seeing that and then embodying it almost, you know, I, I did all the things I was supposed to do. I, I finished high school and then I went to college and then I got my master's and then, you know, well, then I got married and had my kids, but then I started a business and then another business. And so like, do, 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 And don't get me wrong, I definitely somehow intuitively knew that I I needed to embrace some of the feminine side. Like I would go to like a spa for a day or I learned to meditate a little bit, not true practice or anything. I would do some yoga, but the majority of my brain and body was masculine, do, succeed, go forward, keep going, keep pushing until you reach your goals. And that is the quickest way I feel to go into burnout. It's it's hard because I was doing for so long that how do you break those habits and how do you stop them from, you know, taking over? And that was when I just, I, again, 
I needed to understand that we all have that masculine side and the feminine side and they, they should be balanced. And when they're not balanced, half of you is out of whack. And so that's the being aware and going within and figuring out, okay, how do I balance these two energies? Because I need to bring in some more of this feminine energy. And so now I make sure that I do have time in my day to move my body, to be intentional about what I'm putting in my body, mm-hmm. to um, having the reflective um, practices like journal writing, or maybe I'm doing yoga today. Maybe I'm meditating today. I just make sure that my whole day isn't, what did I accomplish? You know, because again, it's so, you become so out of whack that way. And then I, 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 you do, you think about all the successful people that are out there, how many of them actually feel successful or happy in their lives? Like they may have made a ton of money and, but do they feel whole? Do they feel balanced? I don't know. Like there's our people I know that are successful. I'm putting that in quotes, but aren't feeling fulfilled, you know, and that's mm-hmm. because they mm-hmm. weren't balancing out those energies. Absolutely. Totally agree. I know both sides. Like I know people who are grinding and grinding, hustling hard, uh, making a lot of money. And these are the people who, like, it's a different generation, I believe. And this would have been my parents and, you know, older generations, I would say. But you see nowadays as well, that you think you need to work hard. You need to make your hours to succeed, right? Uh, but I also know the other part. I know very, very, um, you know, conscious people, very aware of what's happening around them. And they are very successful in making the same amount of money. I just believe that yeah. they're having more fun in life. If you allow, first of all, you have to believe that this is working, that um, we are not meant to be sitting 12 hours, 14 right. hours in an office. And that all the, you know, creative junks, what you need sometimes, that all those solutions to problems come when we are in stillness. And I've been myself on both sides. I drowned one business because of all this masculinity. And Mm -hmm. now I'm on a path where simply things come with ease. But I think it's not because it's any easier, because business can be hard sometimes. And it's, you know, it's... It's a lot, especially in the beginning, but I don't even think it ever gets easier, but I think we just grow into it. And that's yes. why this is how we experience it. But there is no hardship anymore. I am not pushing through anymore, but I had yeah. to teach myself to do so. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I feel like with my parents and their parents, like you were saying in those generations, it was very much a scarcity mindset time mm-hmm. period. No, it was, you know, well, there was the depression and all that, but even woven in before that, it was, you don't waste anything. You, you work from sun up to sundown. And, and I have a lot of like farmer lineage in my family. So you literally worked from sun up to sundown. And that's what I was told. And that's what I had seen growing up. And so again, changing the story has been a lot of work and I catch myself needing those reminders all the time because again, it's really hard to change like this. 
it's like in my DNA almost, you know? So with all that lineage of, of ancestors, everyone just grinding and working. And, but again, I have, once I'm aware and I am very intentional with weaving it into my day just makes all the difference in the world for me. And that's where I am the most creative. That's Mm -hmm. when I get those intuitive hits. That's when I get these new ideas. When I'm sitting quietly in meditation, I'm not the best at meditating. And I don't know if there's really a prize for that, but (laughs) I do when I'm doing it, I am intentional and I'm like, okay, today, maybe I, I, you know, is there anything I need to know today? Or maybe it's just, I'm going to be silent, whatever it is. I don't put a lot of pressure on myself. And that is when I do connect with myself the most. Yeah. It's the moment in stillness. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for sharing Heather. Thank you so much. Um, I would like to round up our conversation with my most favorite question. What do people misunderstand the most about you? Um, so I would say one of the things that people probably misunderstand about me the most, maybe not the most, but one of the ways is because I teach little kids that there isn't a lot of depth to me, you know, because I decided to teach kindergarten and to teach preschool all these years. I feel like sometimes some people might think, oh, that's all she's capable of, you know, Mm -hmm. and which is it couldn't be farther from the truth. Actually, working with kids has made my life so much more enriched and they make me not make things so serious. You know, I could be having the worst day ever, like the worst night and I go into my preschool the next day. And they'll give me the biggest hug or say the funniest thing, whatever. And they totally pull me out of that mood and put me in a new place. And I'm like, they get it. Children get it. They understand that life does not need to be so ugly sometimes. And because of them, I am a better person, you know? Mm -hmm. I get that. You get to inhale the freedom of this free spirit, of this free mind that are not judgmental yet. They just Mm -hmm. get up there excited for kindergarten to see their friends. That's all they think about this morning. They're just, I I can't tell you, like, especially during playtime, I'll I'll look over and one kid is, you know, creating something with blocks. Another kid is just doing twirls in her dress to see how twirly she can make a dress. You know what I mean? They are always in that creative zone. They're always in the playful zone. And that is my constant reminder of how to embody that in myself. So Mm -hmm. they are actually the secret to (laughs) my happiness. I really do. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. I think you pretty much proved today that there is much more behind uh, behind you and that being (laughs) a kindergarten teacher or a preschool teacher is it's a it's a different kind of job but I Mm -hmm. love how you're taking the gains from your day from what you are doing and I just would like to say thank you for being here and if someone would like to connect with you where do they find you Heather? They can go to my website which is wellnessmattersblog.com I am however revamping my website and that might change a little bit but for right now and it will always go to that address so if you wanted to go to that address you could 
Um, sign up for my newsletter, which comes out every Sunday. And I've got a freebie on there too, if you want to subscribe. And I'm on Instagram quite a bit as well. Yeah, that's really good. Excellent. Thank you. I will put it all in the show notes so people can reach out to you. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Hey, do you want to create fantastic reels with unique captions quickly? This script has saved me time and brought back the fun of creating reels. The writing, transcript editing and recording program automatically detects errors, arms and speech gaps and much more. I became an affiliate of this script because it eliminates the sucky part of reel and video editing and adds much value to my work as a coach and creator. You can try this script for free by clicking the link in the show notes and reach out to me if you need help with your first edit.